Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys, how is everyone doing today? I am so excited because doors to my 12-week group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama, are now officially open. And I've already had some amazing people sign up to take part in the next round, which is going to begin the week of the 11th of September, so a couple of weeks yet. And doors to enroll will close at midnight on the 27th of August. So you have just over a week left to grab your spot. And I'm going to be coming back to telling you some more about the program at the end of this episode. So be sure to stay on till the end if you're wanting to know more and and get all the details. But for this episode, what I wanted to talk about were the actions we take in our relationships and how we can take responsibility for them and choose how we act and the decisions we make more intentionally. So a lot of people will ask me things like, what should I do when this happens? Or what's the right way to respond if my partner says this? And the truth is, I have no idea (laughs) because I am not you. And a lot of us believe that there's this right or wrong way to act, the right and wrong decision that we can make and that we need an expert to try and tell us what that is so we can make sure we're doing it correctly. So if we're in school and we want a teacher to grade our work, but that just isn't true. There is no right or wrong way to act. It's totally subjective and it's always just an opinion. We all just get to decide for ourselves. And what action might feel right for one person might not work for another. And you can find evidence of this everywhere on the internet. (laughs) For any action someone has taken, there are thousands of people who support it and think it was a good decision and thousands who are against it which proves something being the objectively right or wrong way to act or thing to do is actually just an optional opinion. And my job isn't to tell you what to do, it's to empower you to find the answer for yourself, for you to take ownership on who you want to show up as and the person you want to be in the world. So in this episode, we're going to talk about taking ownership of our actions and working out how to take action that aligns with who we want to be and the results we want to create in our relationships. And the first thing I want to discuss is when we blame them, whoever they are, for how we are showing up. So do you ever say things like, well, I only yelled because they yelled at me, or I only didn't text them because they hadn't texted me all week. Or, well, I didn't ask them for help because they didn't offer. Notice how in each of these examples, the person is blaming how they chose to show up and act on the behavior and actions of others, making them and their behavior responsible for you. But other people are not responsible for how you act. And their actions do not create your actions. What does create your action is your thought and feeling. So you may have heard me mention the model before, which is an amazing coaching tool created by one of my teachers, Brooke Castillo, and it shows us how our thoughts drive the way we feel and our feelings drive the way we act. So it's important to bring ourselves back to that truth that our actions aren't created by another person and remind ourselves that they're actually created by our own brains and thoughts and the feelings that those produce. 
And it's very, very easy to want to blame other people (laughs) for how we act. Trust me, I know. But when we do this, we're making ourselves victims to them. We're making ourselves very powerless. We're completely giving our power away to somebody or something else. Because you're believing in order for you to show up in the way that you want to and be in control of yourself, they need to change in some way. Which is simply not true. You can be in control of yourself right now by managing your own brain and how you want to think and feel about something. If someone's yelling at you, your only option isn't just to yell back. Yelling back comes from a thought and feeling inside your brain. Maybe you feel attacked or defensive or angry. And so then you start yelling back and trying to make them see your way. And then suddenly we have two people yelling, no one listening, (laughs) and everyone operating from their primitive brain or their monkey mind, as some people call it. And nobody's showing up very intentionally or in a way that serves either of them. And a question that I always love to come back to is, who do I want to be regardless? And by that I mean, who do I want to be regardless of how this person shows up? How do I want to act? Now, that doesn't mean let's have no boundaries and never, you know, leave the room and never tell people no and just let them do whatever they want without us ever ending the relationship or setting a boundary. That, of course, is not what I mean. What I mean is, who do you want to commit to being? What kind of person do you want to commit to showing up to your relationships as, regardless of how they are choosing to show up? Do you want to base your behavior around the unmanaged mind of somebody else? And it's kind of crazy when you think about it, especially because for a lot of us, the people that we feel the least in control of our actions around, maybe it's when we're home with our family and we revert back to behaving like a bit of a child when our mum criticizes us or something like that. We would openly say we would never want our parent, our mum, our sister, whatever it is, to be in charge of how we think, feel and act, that we would never want to give them that kind of responsibility because we don't really like the way they manage their own brain. Yet for some reason we do. We make them so responsible for us. We give them all that power. And some people will say, but I was justified in getting mad and screaming at them. I was justified in making snappy comments and being passive aggressive with my partner or withdrawing from them. You don't know what they did. They totally deserved it. And the truth is, none of that is important. It isn't about what they did or didn't do. It's about taking ownership for yourself. It's about you showing up as who you want to be. And a question that I find really powerful is, is acting in this way going to serve me? Is doing this going to be beneficial to me or to this situation? What are you going to create by screaming at them? Will that help anything? Will being passive aggressive or making those remarks or withdrawing from them right now, will it help you or them? Is it aligned with who you want to be? And sometimes that feeling of justification can feel so good. Our egos love being right. So there's something almost seductive about feeling justified in behaving in unhelpful ways as a punishment to someone else. But the only person you're punishing when you make them responsible for how you show up is yourself because you're the one at the effects of your own behavior. They, of course, may be too in certain situations, but you are 100% of the time. 
because you're the one who experiences both the negative emotion in that moment and the aftermath of your own behavior. And when we blame them for how we've acted, we miss out on a huge learning opportunity. We miss out on getting to understand our brains and our thoughts on a deeper level and challenging those patterns so that we can do something differently next time. Because often what's underneath the behavior in ourselves that we didn't particularly like is a limiting belief that we need to challenge. I see this all the time when my clients say to me, oh, they just really trigger me. They really trigger me and then I end up losing my cool and then I end up sending these text messages or I slammed a door or I yelled at them. I'm like, oh, they trigger me. They're the problem. What we're missing out on there is understanding, okay, what is the sentence in your brain that created that negative emotion? What was going on inside your mind when you behaved in that way? And whatever that thought is, it's going to be a thought error or an insecurity or a meaning that you're attaching to something they've done or a belief that you have that you can then come face to face with and overcome. But when you're directing the blame at them, you're missing out on learning what that is and challenging it. So an important question to ask before taking action is why am I doing this? And what is it likely to create for me? And I have an example from one of my one-on-one coaching clients. She was talking about whether she should be honest with her sister about an outfit (laughs) that she was wearing for a wedding. Her and her family all had the opinion that the outfit wasn't appropriate. And she wanted to say something to her sister about it. And remember, there's no right or wrong answer to whether she should or shouldn't say something. It doesn't matter either way. And if we did a poll of the opinions of all the listeners on this podcast, we would likely get very different opinions and different answers. So the way that you can decide what you want to do is by looking at your reasons for doing it. What are the thoughts and feelings driving you? Are you doing it because you want to be honest about your opinion and you value honesty? Or are you doing this because you believe that they're responsible for your emotions and you desperately need them to change so that you can feel better? What are your reasons for doing this, for taking this action? And do you like your reasons? Do they feel aligned with your values and how you want to show up in the world? And as I said before, there's no right or wrong action. That's always totally subjective. But if you decide to take an action from a reason like, I just feel like I have to, or if I don't, they're going to be mad at me, or even, well, they behaved in this way that I don't like, so now fuck them, I'm going to do something that they don't like. You might then reflect on those thoughts and realize maybe they're not reasons you particularly like and you want to be fueling the way you show up in the world. So after you've asked yourself, does that reason feel good to me? Does it feel aligned with my values and who I want to show up in the world as? If the reason doesn't, challenging that way of thinking about it and offering your brain some alternatives is how you can show your brain its default response was not the only option that there are so many ways to think about this. And you might even end up taking the same action, doing the same thing, but from a totally different place emotionally. Because you can imagine this with the the situation with my client and her sister. Taking the action from anger or frustration, going into that conversation feeling frustrated and irritated by her sister would create one type of conversation, probably not with a great result. Versus going into that conversation from a place of compassion and acceptance for everyone involved, that would create a completely different result for her. 
And speaking of results, another good question to ask is, what result am I trying to create and will this action help me create that? Now, by result, I don't mean what response am I going to create in them? Because remember, you don't create anybody else's thoughts or feelings. You never do. Their brain is responsible for how they think and feel, always. But what I'm talking about is the result that you are going to create for yourself. What result is this going to create in your life and who you are showing up as? Is this action or set of actions something your future self would be proud of? So for example, someone being honest because honesty aligns with their values about something that they maybe find quite difficult to be honest about may create the result of a more authentic relationship, both with the person and themselves. The other person might still have a negative emotion about what they've said or the action they've taken. That's okay. But their relationship is now more authentic because they've chosen to be honest when they feel honesty is required and when it's important to them. Something I see time and time again is people creating the result of disconnection when what they really want to create is connection. Because most people aren't in the habit of questioning their default thoughts and feelings. So they end up doing default actions, as in taking action from an unintentional place, letting their primitive brain operate the wheel. And then the result is even more disconnection from their loved ones. So for example, say your partner has been in a bad mood all day. Maybe they've been withdrawn and grumpy and giving one word answers. Your brain might have a bunch of negative thoughts about this. Maybe about how they're rejecting you or they don't care about you or how they should just cheer up and get over it. And so your action is to then withdraw from them. Maybe go to bed early without saying goodnight. Roll over to the wall without giving them a kiss like you usually do. You don't ask them if they want to talk about it. You don't show up very compassionately towards them. And lo and behold, you've created the result of more disconnection. So asking yourself, what is the feeling driving me right now? Is it resentment, fear, anger, frustration, rejection? And what are the thoughts creating those emotions? Because our emotions are like the fuel in our car driving us. And we have to consider, is this the fuel I want driving me? Is this the emotion I want guiding how I show up and how I behave in this relationship? I was coaching a client this week on a similar situation with handling her partner's bad moods. And she found herself feeling really irritated when he wasn't talking as much as normal, when he was a little bit withdrawn. And that was because of her thoughts about that, about what she made that mean. Now, the feeling of irritation did not fuel her to show up as the partner that she really wanted to be. She was snappy, she picked fights with him, she criticized him, and she created disconnection because she was acting from a place of irritation and not questioning the thought creating it. But before you can do any work on your thoughts, we often need to allow the feeling of the negative emotion in our bodies. We can't stop our brains from ever saying words that create frustration and irritation or any other negative emotion because human brains are wired to create a mix of both positive and negative emotion. It's the way they will always operate. But what we can do is get good at feeling the sensations of those emotions in our bodies without taking action from that place. And the better we get at allowing those sensations to just exist in our bodies without resisting them and pushing them away or reacting to them, the more in control of ourselves we will feel. And I teach a technique of how to do this, which is called processing emotion, which members will learn all about in the group coaching program. 
And I also offer a free meditation that guides you through how to allow and process the sensations of negative emotions in your body. So I'll drop a link to that in the information section of this episode. But in the meantime, when you notice yourself feeling a negative emotion that you tend to take action from and then later regret, try to take a moment to pause and just name it. Neurologists have reported that naming an emotion instantly takes some of the power away from it, some of the edge off it. So acknowledge it by saying to yourself, I'm feeling irritation right now, or this is irritation, I'm feeling anger. Then for a minute, just notice where you can feel it in your body. Locate where the sensations are. Is it in your chest or your stomach? Is it in your face or your arms? Just notice where it is. And then I want you to think of three neutral ways to describe it. For example, it's hot, it's heavy, and it's pulsating. See how that's really neutral, just observing and getting really descriptive about what the sensation feels like? Could be, you know, it's a tight weight in my chest. Or, you know, I feel like my throat is closing. You don't have to stick to the three, but just get really curious about how those sensations feel and describe it as if you're describing it to someone who's never had that sensation before. And the key with this is to separate yourself from the sensations and allow them to be there in your body without trying to get rid of them. Because you can feel irritated and let the sensations be and exist in your body without snapping at your partner or starting an argument. We only do those things when we're reacting to those sensations instead of making space and allowing them to be there. And when you allow these sensations to be there, what happens is they tend to dissipate. They quieten down and they become less intense. And once you've allowed them to be there and settle, this is where doing the thought work and looking at the thoughts, creating that emotion and questioning them is so, so important. Because whatever the thought and feeling is, it's just one option for how you could think about the situation. Going back to the example with the moody partner and my one-on-one client, irritated, rejected, angry, those are just three options of how you could feel about that. You could also feel compassionate towards them for having the human experience of negative emotion and you could totally relate to having bad days and, and totally relate to how that might feel for them. Maybe you could even feel curious about what might be going on for them. You could feel caring, you could feel loving, you could feel totally neutral and calm. And the action you take from those emotions would be totally different from the actions you'll take from feeling irritated or rejected. And of course, it's not as easy as just switching emotions and switching thoughts. This is why in my group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama, you spend 12 weeks really mastering the art of questioning your brain's default thoughts. First of all, getting awareness of what those are, what the thoughts are driving your actions, and then questioning them and showing yourself alternatives. This isn't something we've ever been taught to do, but it is an invaluable skill that we need to learn. Often our actions that we take in our relationships are driven by what we subconsciously make other people's behavior mean about us. So we're acting in response to our own triggers, to our own limiting beliefs, instead of acting in a way that serves us, the relationship or the situation. And in Master Your Relationship Mind Drama, we'll be really looking at the subconscious meanings and beliefs going on in your brain, the meanings that you attach to other people's behavior, 
that may be guiding you and messing with your ability to show up as the friend, partner or loved one that you want to be. And finally, I want to talk a little bit about when you just don't know what action to take. (laughs) And I get this a lot. Sometimes people will come to sessions and they'll say, I just don't know what to do about this situation. I don't know how to act. And if you're unsure what to do about a certain situation, if you're unsure what action to take, it's always because you've not first become clear on how you intentionally want to think and feel about it. Because our actions always come from how we're thinking and feeling. Which means once we've gotten clear and intentional on our thoughts and feelings, the next action we want to take tends to flow quite naturally. It almost reveals itself to us. So for those of you that just love to jump to action (laughs) and want to always ask, just tell me what to do. What should I do about this? How should I act? I want you to first take a deep breath and refocus your attention back to your thoughts and feelings. They hold the answers, I promise you. Getting clear on how you want to think and feel about this intentionally will be the roadmap to how you want to act. So first of all, ask yourself, what are the facts of this situation and what are my current thoughts about it? Take a moment to review those thoughts and feelings. Have a think about whether those are thoughts you'd want to choose intentionally to have about this. Do you like those thoughts and feelings? Are they useful? And then get curious and question them, poke holes in them a little. Why are you believing that's true? And how might it not be true? What else could be true here that your brain hasn't considered? What might be a more neutral way to think about this? In Master Your Relationship Mind Drama, questioning your brain's default thoughts is something we'll be doing each and every week to help you call bullshit on your brain's unhelpful stories and beliefs and show you what other ways of thinking are available to you so that you can then decide how you intentionally want to think and feel and show up in a way that aligns with that. So if you know this is something you really struggle with and you you feel like you struggle to really know what's going on in your brain and, and show up in a way that you like then this group coaching program is going to be perfect for you. Okay, guys, that's all I've got for you today. If you're listening to this and really resonating with the way I talk about relationships and mind management, then I think the group coaching program is going to be a great fit for you. We dig into all the tools and concepts on a deeper level, and I teach you how to manage your mind and emotional experience in all kinds of relationships and situations without trying to control and micromanage your friends, family, partner, or the future. We're going to be getting started on the week commencing the 11th of September and it's going to be running for 12 weeks and once you've signed up you'll receive a form so that you can let me know your preferences for the weekly class time and day and then I'll put you in a small group with other people who also match your time zone and your availability. The group class is every week for an hour and a half and you also get three half an hour one-on-ones with me spread out across the 12 weeks so one each month. So it's the perfect blend of group and one-on-one support. And you'll also be added into a Master Your Relationship Mind Drama Facebook group where you can come to me in between the sessions and ask me questions and get coaching and support whenever you need it. Every week we'll focus on a different topic from becoming aware of our thoughts and processing our emotions to people-pleasing, boundaries, your beliefs about yourself... Everything I discuss on this podcast is something we will cover and you're also going to get access to my online course which breaks down the teachings into eight easy to consume modules with recordings and worksheets to work through in between the sessions as homework. 
Right now, at the time of this episode being released, there is currently a 24-hour 10% discount running, but that will end at 7 p.m. British summertime tonight. So if you're listening after that, I'm sorry, you will not be able to access the discount. So don't bother sending me an email asking if you can please have it even though the 24 hours is over. If I made that exception for one person, I'd have to make it for everyone. And then there would be no point doing a 24 hour discount. It would just become the new price. But if it's not that time yet, go and sign up now to make sure you don't miss out on it. Without the discount, it's £250 a month for three months or £750 in full. And with the discount, it's 225 per month for three months or 675 in full. And a question I often get asked is, can I attend these sessions even though I live in America or Australia or Germany? (laughs) Obviously, I'm from England, so people often think that this is only for British people. That is not true at all. In each and every round, we get people from all over the world. So in the last round, we had people from America, Australia, Spain. Um, as well as the UK. So wherever you are, you are totally welcome to join. And I'm so excited for the next round and see more people learn and benefit from this work and apply it to their own lives. These tools and concepts are honestly the best thing I ever learned. So being able to share them with so many people and help them improve their relationships and self-confidence and the security they feel within themselves is just mind-blowing to me. It honestly still feels like a dream. And I remember on the final call with the the last round, one of the members said it was life-changing. And that's exactly how I felt when I first learned these tools. It just completely changed everything for me. So if you think this could be for you, which if you love my podcast and posts, I have no idea why it wouldn't be, (laughs) go and head to the information section of this episode and I'll drop the link in there so that you can sign up. And I'll also put the link to my website so that you can click on and find out more details about the program, including reading some testimonials from past members and read the answers to some frequently asked questions. And if you have any other questions that I haven't answered, be sure to come and find me on Instagram at Rebecca or Coaching, and I'll be more than happy to chat to you. Okay, final thing I want to add is if you love this podcast, could you go ahead and give it a little rating on whatever platform you're listening from? This is how I can keep reaching more and more people and spreading the word of this work. Okay, guys, I hope you have an amazing weekend and I hope to see you in Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. I'll speak to you all next week. Bye. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs. 